Okay. Hello, 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 everybody. I hope you all are doing well. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Rise Up with Ivy and Calla. Where spirituality meets practicality. And good morning, I'm Ivy. And I'm Calla. Hello again. Good hello. morning. <laughs> so we're still dealing with some Mercury in retrograde with the electronics. <laughs> Um, so I tried to actually welcome everybody this morning and we weren't live. So we're just going to keep it as yeah. Bella does that. There we go. It, it was meant to be. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about, so you're an empath now, yes. but how yes. did you like yesterday's show? I, I enjoyed yesterday's show. It's very informative. Um, I'm looking forward to now we could get into the nitty gritty of the different types of empaths <sighs> and helping people. Um, because when, when I found out I was an empath, I didn't really get a lot of guidance on, okay, now I'm one, now I acknowledge that I'm one, now what do I do with that information? And I know that's a lot of people are stuck in, they don't know what to do with that. And so they see it as, oh gosh, now, okay, yeah, yeah I, have, I, I have this diagnosis, now I'm just sick for the rest of my life and it, it's not it's not like that no it really isn't and i think a lot of times you know even though we're talking empaths it crosses over into so many different realms mm -hmm. as well you know um louise hay was a really big person in the heal your life and i kind of went down that yes. path as well and it's uh, you know dis-ease causes disease within the body mm -hmm. again as empaths not only do we deal with our own stuff but we were are dealing with things from other people. Right. So when we have that disease, is it yours? Is it someone else's? How do we know? It goes back to knowing yourself. Right. Um, I, and I will tell you, you've seen me over the years. It, it can kind of get a little overwhelming sometimes. Um, not knowing what, uh, hang on one moment. They're, they're trying to, okay. <laughs> Um, but not knowing whether it's yours or somebody else's, you know, I'll start off a little story and this is to an extreme, of mm -hmm. course. Um, when we, about five years ago, four years ago, do you remember this? I was, um, it was in the middle of the night, it was five o'clock in the morning and it was actually five twenty-six, and I woke up and I had this soul, it felt like my solar plexus was being shredded. Ooh. And I said to my husband, he, I said, something's wrong. He said, do we need to go to the hospital? I said, not yet. About 10 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, we need to go to the hospital. We went to a local hospital and they, they just knew I had pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. They, we went, they gave me um, morphine because I was in so much pain. Um, I ended up going through having um, MRIs and CAT scans and there was nothing wrong with me. Lo and behold, while I was in the hospital, I talked to a client of ours whose cousin had just passed away at 526 in the morning with solar plexus um, uh, issues. It felt like it was being shredded. She died of pancreatitis. So how do you know if it's yours or, or if it's, and that is to an extreme, right? That is not something that I deal with. Because that wasn't even your client. That was your client's cousin. <laughs> Actually, she was one okay. of our clients gotcha. that would come into the gathering. But the thing is, is how do you know if that connection is there? How do you know, hey, wait a minute, it's not mine. Do I need to go to the doctors? Is this a heart issue? I will tell you this for every person watching this. If you are not 100% sure, 
if it, it and you're dealing with heart issues, pancreatitis, go to the doctors. Right. Um, don't don't withhold medical um, intervention because you're like ah, I'm an empath because there is a point in time where it could very well be yours. So right. make sure if you need to go to the doctors, the hospital, if it's an emergency, go. Um, I, you know, I don't ever want someone to withhold it, myself included, mm -hmm. because you're feeling something and we're like, ah, maybe it's somebody else's. Same with my dad's. I tend to felt my dad's heart issues at the same time he was. Fortunately, I knew it was his, mm -hmm. but had it continued, I would have needed to go as well. So there are, I think we established that there are seven to eight. There's there, there's multiple different right. types of empaths, and it depends on who you're looking at and guiding. And you can have a little bit of a little bit of each in you, or you could have just one, or you could have a couple. Everybody is different. Every human being is different. We, right. you know, we discussed that last week. We're the only ones that have absorbed things, felt things since we were we came into this world. So none of ours is going to be the same. You and I even are very right. different. My husband and I are even very different on the way our empathic tendencies are. So our first one that we talk about the most, the I think it, I think it's probably the most common is a physical empath. I would say the emotional. You think first. emotional? I don't think a lot of people. Well, let me rephrase it. I haven't heard from my clients physical pains in their body. That's true. I typically hear I was in a good mood and then I was in a bad mood and there was no reason for me to be in a bad mood. You ever walk into a room and your whole persona just changes? Oh, that happens to me all the time. Hence where I am really bad for canceling plans at the last minute. Hey, you want to come? You've done this. You want to come over Friday? Yeah, that sounds great, Friday. Hey, you know, I really am not feeling up for it. That's, that is where, to me, the danger zone comes in because those moments are when we start to isolate ourselves, especially in the emotional, because we think we're crazy. We, we go on this roller coaster of emotions. You know, again, I know we share stories of our children and things, but I think it was really when Josh first realized, when we realized he was an empath was at seven years old mm -hmm. and he went to school all excited about school. And then he came home and he's like, mommy, something's wrong with me. I'm like, what's going on, honey? He was like, I was happy. And then I was sad and I was angry. And I was like, okay, let's walk through your day. There was a little girl who didn't want to be at school. There was a little fight going on between two friends. And so you could see where that emotion is in. Um, one of the things that, you know, I made a, how can you protect yourself from that? It's limiting the amount of, I don't want to you say contact, right. but when we would even have our gatherings, do you remember? I'd be like, no hugs today. No hugs. You would have a shield. You would have a physical barrier. I would yeah. be behind <laughs> until I learned to like walk around and still have that barrier mm -hmm. around me. I would stay behind a desk area or a right. register and people would be like, oh, I need to hug. No, I'm not hugging today because then I was hugging everybody. And then I was going into a panic. Right. And so it's, I think the emotional one, I think that one is the one that prepares you for everything else. That's just my philosophy. It doesn't mean it's actually mm -hmm. accurate, but I feel like that's the one we really have to hone in on 
because it's all in our head. I mean, not made up, but the emotions. Right. I know um, one of my children, she was enjoying a chocolate chip cookie that she got from Lord knows where. And um, she was so happy. She was describing this cookie. We're in the living room. And then all of a sudden she started crying. And she started getting very emotional while eating this cookie. And we had, what is your issue? What is wrong with you? We had no idea what was going on. Come to find out another child who was upstairs was hysterical going through a breakup. And, <laughs> and it was just, that was, because as I said, I didn't understand the concept of impasse until within the past five to six years, you were a great influence in helping me guide that, um, guide us through that path, us as in my entire family, because each one of my children have a different type or, well, let me rephrase, each one um, has a different one that is more pronounced than the other. Absolutely. And I think especially as they step into that teen area, when they're younger, we have more influence, right? Yes. You know, like we talked about yesterday, Josh used to go, you know, um, dry, wipe, dry that, shower. Yep, wipe that stuff off. But as they get older, even they are, they start to realize, okay, this is a little different. Mm -hmm. It's not what they teach us in school. This is what TV shows are made from. You know, so then they start to question it. Do you remember um, when our families went over to watch fireworks one time mm -hmm. and one of our children, we were all in a good mood. Yep. <laughs> all of a sudden, out of the blue, one of my children were like, I'm out, I'm done. I, and he was angry. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what the world happened? Even at that moment, it took you going, are you sure he's not empathic? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, because emotions come in and out so quickly, it's not like you're having a standing pain, but then your mind starts to work and says, is this normal? Mm -hmm. Is there something wrong with me? Am I crazy? Am I imagining it? You're not. Right. You're not crazy. That is energy that, again, energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred. You're feeling somebody else's energy. The tricky part of that is, is we are not built to transmute or transform or heal other people's energies. Only they can. So we have to find a way to release that. Mm. So, okay. So we talked about physical. We talked about emotional. And physical is when you're physically feeling right. other people's stuff. Emotional is mainly when you pick up other people's emotions and can become a sponge for their feelings, both happy and sad. sad. Right. And I'm going to tell you a fun story. Um, do you remember just, it was just a few weeks ago. All of a sudden I woke up and I was so super excited because this goes to precogging, which we'll get into a little bit. Little did I know I was going to have a younger person that came over and she was just zest in full <laughs> life. And I was dancing around. I was like, this is fantastic. But still in that same ride, right. you know, but we only focus again, like we talked about yesterday, sometimes on the negative aspects of it. But really, there are a lot of good aspects as well. Yes, we have intuitive empaths. Um, now, it's when you. Ex so I, I am reading this. So, Out of Dr. Judith Orloff's book, yes. The Empath Survival Guide. You experience extraordinary percepts, perceptions such as heightened intuition telepathy, messages and dreams, animal and plant communication, 
as well as contact with the other side. So I feel like that intuitive empath covers all gamuts of empaths. Mm. That's again, my philosophy on it, because I think the plant, the animal, the dreams, all of that goes into it as well. Um, I think, let me rephrase this. I know when we are empaths, our intuition, it's based in that solar plexus area, plexus area. So our intuition is honed anyways. The problem is we, and I say problem, but the, the, we have to make the determination of to listen to our gut or to listen to our mind. Mm. Do you remember being in high school? Did you take SATs? I did. Remember when they would tell you, don't erase your first answer. Right. Your first answer is 90% correct, right? Mm. The same cells that make up our brain make up our gut, hence why it's gut instinct. Now let's talk mother's intuition. Something's wrong with my child. Mm -hmm. You know it immediately. You don't question it. You don't run it around in your brain over and over. You just know. So we have to learn to follow that gut instead of our mind. Right. Easier said than done. Right. Because what if I'm crazy? Mm -hmm. What if I'm this? Because we've gotten into the habit of questioning what is not the obvious answer. Yes. Um, I need to go back for a moment because we had a question. Okay. And um, I just want you to clarify. She is asking, going back to when you were talking about the gathering, how you didn't want to hug people. Mm -hmm. She is asking, why didn't you, um, why did the hugs make you panic is what she's asking. What it was, who's asking? Uh, Diane Marie. Hi, Diane. (laughs) Thank you so much for your question. It's a great question. It wasn't the hugs necessarily. Just like yesterday, we were talking about me getting a hug from my son when he Mm -hmm. had a rough day at school. But think about it. When you're in a party, you're in a gathering, everybody's got the smile on. Hey, how are you? We don't know what's going on behind the smile. Yes. We don't know the stresses. And what ended up happening is as I was hugging, I would start to begin to feel other people's stuff, stuff, anxiety, depression, um, I can remember being in a gathering and I actually heard suicide. Mm. Um, And I started turning around in circles trying to figure out who that was that I had hugged. And we were able to pinpoint it, get the person proper help, et cetera, et cetera. But all of that emotion became overwhelming. The one thing that I have learned through this path, Diane specifically, is that it's okay to say no and set boundaries. I used to give hugs because I felt like I was never really a big hugger. Mm. I now am, but it's because I'm hugging on my terms. I was, you know how to set, you have learned how to set your boundaries. Most of the time. Yes. Some of the time <laughs> in big crowds. Absolutely. Right. You know, so giving those hugs, it wasn't the person. I love the person, the people dearly. And I love the fact that they wanted to connect and privately and in individual settings, of course, like if they came in at a different time and there wasn't 35, 40 people, right. I absolutely would. But in a big group setting, it just became, I became overstimulated. Mm. And that is one of the big um, uh, quandaries for empaths is it's so easy to become overstimulated. So our goal is to help you ground yourself, learn, have different techniques to help you through this path, because it is, it can be overwhelming. It can be overstimulated, especially 
if you don't know the verbiage, if you don't know the the why this is happening to me. And I think to also go back to the hug thing, I didn't want to hug everybody. Okay, maybe my energy just didn't connect with somebody's. So it was easier for me to say, I'm not hugging on Wednesdays, than to hurt somebody's feelings that I might not be comfortable with hugging. Right. Too. I think that's a big piece of it as well. Well, I know when I do events, like we just had a um, New Year's event and we had a circle of women and I made the announcement ahead of time, just so you know, at the end, because I was doing Reiki on all of these people at the end, I ch I'm choosing, please do not come and hug me because I don't know what, yes, I do have a boundary. I do have my protection up. I do have boundaries, but at the end of the day, Things are going to come through and I didn't want to pass on anything. Absolutely. <laughs> and to try to sage everybody and cleanse yes. everybody where when it's one-on-one, -on -one, if somebody comes in and we give them a hug and they're usually opening up and then we're saging or cleansing mm -hmm. in some way. But let's be honest, you get in a large group. It's really hard to remember yeah. to do that after every person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, also, they, they are talking. I love this. So <laughs> we're just we just said, yes. Okay. So, um, I just realized that I'm an empath, and I'm not thrilled about that. Who's this? That that is Diane again. Hi, Diane. <laughs> I definitely am going to encourage you to send me a message um, uh, on Facebook privately as well, because I would definitely love to. Um, help you through this because I will tell you, I wasn't thrilled either. Um, but the moment I started to realize the beautiful advantages, my guess is you're passionate, you're creative, you have all these wonderful things, you feel things like deep in your soul. You can know when something's not good for you versus when it is good mm -hmm. for you. You just intuitively do things. So remember, even though you just found out you're empathic, you've been empathic your whole life. Right. Now you just have a name to it. So <laughs> now that you know it, so we're going to, we're going to take it as, so say you have a, a cold, we're going to use it compared to a cold. Okay. Even though that's a negative connotation, when you have a cold, you know what you have to do to get better. Right. Same thing here. Now, you know what you have, you've already been this your whole life. Now it's a matter of making sure and putting those boundaries in place and learning some new techniques. Um, I will tell you one of the big things that my husband and I actually had to really talk through, especially when it came to our boys. Okay. What would happen as a child if when you're getting, having a lecture and having a discussion. Disciplined. Discipline's a good okay. word. <laughs> when you're looking around at different things instead of looking in somebody's eyes. You're not being you're, respectful. Right. You're <laughs> look at me when I'm talking to you. Right. Um, or you're in the, you know, not in the family side of it, but you're not being trustworthy. You're not doing this. That's not true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you people know now, and I'm very upfront with it. I like with you, I can look at you constantly, but I know your energy so well. So I know how to separate that. But when I am talking with somebody new, I'll glance in their eyes and then I'm looking around. I'm not being shady. I'm not being shifty. I just also know for me, my connection is that eye lock. Right. 
And they, you know, when they say the eyes are the gateway to the soul, I, I really believe that mm -hmm. in some ways. So, you know, it's about, it's not feeling like you have to hug when you don't want to. It's feeling like you, you now I wouldn't turn my back on somebody, but I may not stare at them in their eyes the whole time they're talking. But that's um, Kimberly is saying, I'm an empath. It's hard. You feel lonely when you stay away from people. Reiki has helped me to understand and set boundaries and learn to clear my energy. Absolutely. I highly encourage if, you know, and the one thing I'm fortunate is, you know, I went through my Reiki um, and got my Reiki master through Kala. Um, and I really encourage everybody, especially if you believe you're empathic, to at least become Reiki one. Yes. Where you can be doing some self Reiki and understanding the flow and what is happening in the body. And you know what's really exciting, y'all? Next week, what? we're going to be talking about energy healing, <laughs> and that'll kind of go into how that can help you as well. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it does become lonely at times, but I have learned some, one of the things that I have learned was I didn't need a million people around me. What I did need is to make sure I had a couple of core, close, tight friends that I leave and call and say, I'm struggling. I can't get out today. And you know what? Caleb might show up. Candace might show up. Michelle might show up. You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I can't leave. Even the other last week when we were talking, you were like, we need to get you out of your house. <laughs> because it does become lonely. But guess what? It's only lonely if I don't want to spend time with myself. Mm. That does, But I also make a plan to get out. You know, even if it's the other day, I said, baby, I need to get out of the house. We went driving. Um, it, and it is common to see that empaths become agoraphobic. Um, I'm sorry. Definition? Agoraphobia <laughs> is when they have a hard time leaving their, their home. Gotcha. Okay. It, it's they, they don't want to. Again, if you're dealing with that, going through cognitive behavioral therapy through a, a licensed counselor is also really great help to work through those as you're working through the mm -hmm. empath. And we, we know plenty of people who do the holistic. Um, and, you know, I've gone to, my sons have gone to, friends have gone to, right. um, and that's really helped work through that. Um, you can be extroverted and or introverted being an empath. You know, I, people say that I'm so outgoing and so the light of the party and all that stuff. Yes, I enjoy being at home. <laughs> you know I, I, I tell people I'm the most extroverted introvert you'll ever meet. Same concept. It now it goes back to like if I'm at a concert, okay, at a big stadium, I can get lost in that energy and I can become invisible at the same time. Being in a big gathering where I'm supposed to be talking to people, I find that I go from I bounce. Right. I don't stay in one area very long unless it's my safety safe place. Mm -hmm. Do you do the same yes. thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, you know, most people, they talk about, you know, most um, empaths are introverts. Our thought process of what an introvert is and what it actually is are two different things. We think introverts just only stay within, but that's not necessarily always mm -hmm. the case. So let's talk about, um, how now that we've we've acknowledged that there are several types mm -hmm. um 
and you can be a little bit of each. How can we help ourselves? One, you have to acknowledge. Yes. Just like anything else. Think about people who are going through AA. The first and foremost thing is to acknowledge that it's there. Um, spending time grounding, coming up. Like I, I'll explain to people 15 minutes a day. Start that because let's be honest. If we tell new year, new you, I'm going to do <laughs> an hour of meditation and I'm going to do an hour of this and an hour of that. And guess what? I don't do any of it. So I encourage people 15 minutes a day. And even if you have to break it up five in the morning, five at lunchtime, five in the evening. So it's not, it, it becomes easier. What are you doing? You're connecting with divine. So while I'm making my, brewing my coffee in the morning, I'm out here talking to divine. I'm really excited about our show today. I'm asking that the messaging come through, help to get rid of anything that I've got going on. Um, then I spend five minutes of reading something spiritual. If you're on this and you haven't gotten it, and this lady does not even know I exist, but I am <laughs> going to tell you it is a great book to start. The um, And the first four or five chapters are real easy reading. The rest you'll use it for reference. But the Empath Survival Guide is a really good place. If you can't get it hard copy, go online um, and start to learn different techniques. And then five minutes of receptivity. So receptivity, meaning meditation, whatnot. When we're younger, we're taught to pray. You know, you say the prayers and that's it. Now you have to have time to receive, receive. the messaging. And that's that grounding time. Mm. For me, a lot of times, I actually don't even sit on my couch. I sit on the floor if I'm in the house. I want to be on the lowest right. grounded area. And again, knowing who you are. Okay, this is the way I feel when I'm by myself. This is the way I feel when one of my children come in. This is the way I feel when my spouse comes in. Mm -hmm. And start to work through that way. So that's just a small little taste. Oh, man, we're already yeah, where We are. <laughs> Dang, I can keep talking about this. So we, and we are going to continue on. Oh, good. good. We're, we're going to continue on. It's just going to be tomorrow. All right. Now, listen. <laughs> We're going to keep putting your questions up there because what we're going to do is we have ideas of where we would like to go with this, but we are so fluid that if you're putting questions and you're having a great conversation, keep going. We're going to start addressing those and we'll be back on at nine. Um, the other thing that I think is going to be great is we can open discussion boards on social media too. Yes to have these further discussions. Right, right. Um, right now, all of the discussions seem to be coming from Facebook, but we are all over. Um, we've got a discussion we're going on on Spotify. We got a um, you could talk to us on YouTube. And so we're going to be all over. This is going to be cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> and listen, lastly, embrace it. The universe gives us these little nudges, right? Nudge, nudge. Hey, you're an empath. Well, I will tell you, step into it. When you acknowledge, when we're running from something, it's going to continue to chase you. Embrace it and see the beauty that you have in your gift. Right. Not everybody has the opportunity to acknowledge it and to go down this part of the path. It's you, You've been chosen for a reason. You're mm. a light. Embrace it. Wonderful. Until tomorrow. Many blessings to you all. Bye-bye.